We've been talking about it ever since it broke about an hour and five minutes ago. E. Jean Carroll, the columnist out of New York City, a lawsuit against Donald Trump. Uh, Trump has been found liable of defamation and sexual abuse for the incident that happened back in the 90s. To talk more about this in detail, I bring on CBS's Thane Rosenbaum. Thane, thanks for being on the show. Anytime to you, Nate. You know that. Thank you. So what is the latest, What more in-depth from what I understand, I'm just reading the headline as I'm doing the talk show, what, uh, what are all the implications here from the verdict that was handed down? Well, it's a, it's a strange verdict, and I, I think it's probably appealable. If I was Donald Trump's lawyers, I might feel good about it. Um, I know it sounds weird, but, you know, the key, this is a civil case, not a criminal case. Uh, the standard is much lower. For It's not beyond a reasonable doubt. It's more likely than not. Her claim was that she was raped. Um, the evidence that she produced was certainly not the kind of evidence you could produce nowadays in a criminal case, but in the civil case, the judge allowed some of that in. And in the end, the, the uh, jury decided that she wasn't raped, but something happened, something that was physical touching of some kind but was short of a rape. But the defamation claim hinges on the truth of the rape click claim. <laughs> It's her claim. It's not being charged. She's saying I was raped in a in a in, in a in a in a lavish department store, and the jury came back and said, "Well, we don't know about the rape, but something happened." And so Donald Trump said, "I didn't rape her. It never happened, and I don't know her, and it's a hoax." And so I'm, it's not clear. It's a, it's a confused to me. It's a confusing, contradictory verdict because on the one hand, they're very clear that what she she originally claimed isn't something they believed as credible, but they believe something happened, so they awarded her money uh, that he defamed her. But he defamed her only because he denied that he raped her, because that was her claim, but the jury returned a verdict that she didn't get raped. So I don't really understand it, Nate. It's an interesting case, but it's hard to fathom in some ways. That is interesting, especially given that if you look at the totals, I believe I'm right in saying two, uh, roughly $2 million was given for the sexual abuse, and then roughly $3 million given for the defamation, which you're saying the defamation kind of hinges on whether it was abuse or something bigger than that. Defamation is a falsehood, a lie. You said something about me that wasn't true. You, Donald Trump is saying, uh, she's saying, you defamed me. Because I told the world that you raped me. And you told the world through social media that you didn't rape me. And because you told them that you didn't rape me, you have damaged my reputation. You ruined my romantic life. I never was able to go out on more dates. Everything it got, I was traumatized by that. Now, 30 years later, I'm allowed to bring this case under a special New York statute that gave me a one-year window to bring this, this civil case against you. And I'm, you defamed me. But it, the defamation hinges on the rape, which is why I always thought it was a it was a, it was a tough case. Because remember, you know, when we think, fortunately or unfortunately, right, we're 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 creatures of law and order SUV, right? Uh, when we think of rape, we normally think of uh, physical bruises, rape kits, police reports, right? She didn't even have the date on which it happened. She didn't know what month it was. So this kind of case, without, she never, you know, she never reported it to the police. There was no rape kit. There was no physical evidence. Again, she was able to bring it under this window that was created in New York State. But 
it would not have been a case that a prosecutor would have brought in criminal court because it, it didn't have enough evidence, frankly, of the crime. So here, the crime is not a crime. It's a liability for defamation. But to me, it, the defamation is tied to rape. So unless they came back and said, we believed but that what she said happened in that dressing room happened as she said it, I don't see how they came back with this verdict. It does seem somewhat confusing from someone who doesn't understand how legality necessarily works and, and all the processes that they have to go through. It seems strange from hearing what you're saying that they could give a defamation a defamation verdict down when it wasn't necessarily what the defamation was for, according to the other half of the of the case, which is very interesting. Yeah. Uh, is this yeah. going to turn into some sort of like a case study, or is does Donald Trump have any action he can take out of this? Can he um, put it back to court, or no. is this final? No, no, no. He'll appeal, and there's a lot of things he can appeal on. But, uh, there are a number of challenges anyway, no matter what would happen. You know, for instance, the fact that this window was created for this case it was it arises out of the Me Too movement, right? This window, one year from November two thousand twenty-two to November two twenty-three. It's you were a victim of sexual assault. At some point in your life, you can bring a civil action. I'm not sure that that. I mean, it was it, it's very strong symbolic message and has, in my view, a lot of moral authority for people to be able to bring such cases to say this happened to me thirty years ago, and I want the world to know. But if at moral authority is different from legal authority and whether or not this is constitutional on many levels. I just, I always thought this was a flimsy thing because remember in the evidence that was brought in that he was, it was not the kind of evidence that a criminal judge would have allowed in. Like for instance, evidence of other two women who came forward and said that it happened to them. That's just not normally you know, evidence of prior bad acts are too prejudicial for the jury to see someone claiming the exact same thing happened to me. So I'm just saying, I just think there's, there's a lot, there's the statute of limitation issue, which is very, a big, a big evidentiary hurdle in America. You know, we have an understanding in America that evidence goes stale, memories fade. We don't let, unless murder, we don't let most cases, whether it's crimes or civil liability, go on forever on some understanding. Again, it may, we could be wrong, but that evidence gets stale. Memories fade. And we, after a while, we just say, you know what? We have to clean that slate. And this is a 30-year-old incident. So I suspect that that, too, is going to be an appealable issue. We'll see where it goes from here. His name is Thane Rosenbaum. He's a CBS News correspondent. Thane, thanks for being on the show. Anytime, Nate. Thank you.